0: Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. It is Tune In Tuesday. If you are new, a new episode drops every Tuesday of Spirit-Filled Real Talk. So go ahead now and make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you get a notification every time a new episode drops. I like to do this for my favorite podcast, and I hope that you will find that this is one of yours. You can also leave a comment, rate the episode, and share that with me, and I will send you a free gift as well. So you can learn more about that if you go to julianapage.com and go to the podcast page julianapage.com over on the podcast page. Today, we are going to talk about the creation room. I know this sounds strange, but hear me out. I'm going to explain what it is and why everybody needs one. (laughs) And if the pandemic did not teach us about the importance of this, I don't know what will, okay? But we probably all would have had a very different experience if we had one hear me out. Okay. So if you picture your house, I like to use the house analogy for two things. One, I like to use the house analogy for people and helping clients set boundaries. Okay. If you use the house as an example, right, there are certain people that don't access your home, period. You just wouldn't let a complete stranger off the street just come walking into your home, right? There are certain people that that have access maybe to the kitchen area, but they don't get access to any other area in your house. There are certain people that you just got to leave on the balcony, okay? So boundaries help you distinguish space in your life, right? We're really trained as humans to react to things and to really allow circumstances to impact us. We're rarely taught how to manage our inner life and how to set boundaries and protect our space and ourselves and our energy and our mind and our emotions and our heart, right? So for example, when people are going to different family members' homes for the holidays, right? If that's not a safe space, eventually they might get to a point where they stop going quote unquote home because that's not a safe space for them. And in fact, it creates so much disruption in their soul that they have to then work through that they need a vacation from that, right? that it no longer is appealing for them to put themselves in environments where it's unhealthy, where it's triggering, where it does not really feel welcoming and safe, right? It's not emotionally safe. Mentally, you have to do a lot of work to be in that space. It's heavy, right? You're not going to spend the time that you do have, which could be rare for a lot of people, to go put yourself in that environment. Now, you're getting the idea of a house metaphor for boundaries. but What you often don't picture a home for is the different spaces that you need to create to take care of your soul, right? So when you picture a house, right, there's rooms for different things. We have the bedroom so that we can sleep in there. We have the kitchen where we make meals. We have a you know, dining room where we invite people over and we share meals together. We have a back patio where we've got people over, we're cooking out on the grill, whatever we're doing. We've got a front porch to watch the sun come up with your hot drink, right? You've got a garage to like maybe work out or store your tools or who knows? Some people might even put an office out there. I have no idea, but you get the idea. There's clear spaces that have intentions for different things, okay? And you might have heard about going into the secret place with God. If you've watched the movie War Room, you might have seen that people actually have prayer closets that they create. Now, when the Word is talking about a secret place, that's actually a space that you cultivate inside that nobody else gets access to. Not even the closest person to you. Only you and God get that space together. It's a sacred place. It's a secret place and the things that you receive from God there, the things that you talk to God about, it's just for you and God, okay? So while for some people that's an actual prayer room or a prayer closet, whatever space they can have in their home, I want to distinguish too that that actually is a place within you that you cultivate, okay? So if you don't have that, You don't need necessarily a physical space to cultivate that. I know in different times, no matter where I am, I just know that I can access that space. Okay, so I've had this hysterical couch that's like a yellow color. (laughs) I've sat in this couch to write books that I've written, to have many, many big revelations and downloads from God and gone through like so many different journals just sitting in this couch right and so that couch is almost for me like a secret place right like there's an anointing on this couch it's hysterical so i can't get rid of it i just have to design rooms around this hysterical couch right so for what that's worth what we don't actually have and what we often don't cultivate we're not even taught to do this we're we're not even taught to access this or that this is a vital part of our being is we don't have a creation room Okay, so growing up, I was somebody that was very creative until I was told that I wasn't or that I shouldn't be, but by nature, I just am, and I believe that we all are, and creativity is not limited to being an artist by trade, right, or being an actress or an actor, anything like that, or being a painter or a muralist or a musician. It's not limited to that. How you live your life is a form of creativity. How you communicate is creativity at work. How you think, right? How you speak, how you behave, how you act, how you show up in the world, how you design your world, how you steward what you've been given. This is all creative, okay? And we all do this differently. That's how you know, all right? Now, the interesting thing is growing up, (laughs) I was very creative. I knew how to play make believe, quote unquote, and tell dollhouse stories to my younger sister until like at nauseam I would do this nonstop just to entertain her and like keep her in one place for a while. I knew how to play outside for hours and not get bored. Like you could dump a malt pile in the front yard and somehow that would turn into like an adventure, right? Like literally it didn't matter what it was, I was gonna create something. We actually had a playroom Okay, so this playroom had, you know, it had one of those houses in it, one of those like plastic houses that you could play in, and it had all these toy bins and all these different things. And it was like probably to an adult a mess, right? But it was just full of so many things that you could play with and create with, right? So I have somehow always managed, no matter how many times I've moved, and it's been numerous, at least seven, eight. Something like that. A lot. (laughs) And I've had to start over every single time. So I'm just given like a blank canvas, if you will. But every time I do this, I have to create a space that is a safe space for me, an inviting space for me, and a space where I can unwind and where I can think and I can hear my thoughts and I can reflect on what's going on. Okay, so even in a condo that I recently lived in, hysterical. Before I even stepped into this condo, I was like, here's the thing. If I'm actually going to live in this condo, I need to make sure that I'm able to paint a magnetic chalkboard on this whole wall so it looks like a giant picture frame. But I can draw on it, and I can like hang things on it, and it'll be super creative. I can brainstorm. I can get all the stuff that's in my head out onto this wall, basically, And (laughs) I was able to do that, but it's just really, really interesting. I've needed to have spaces where I'm able to flourish, where I'm able to explore parts of myself that I don't get to access anywhere else. And I will tell you, this is something that I ran from a majority of my life because I didn't think I was allowed to be quote unquote creative. I didn't think I should be because that wasn't gonna be something that was lucrative or that would give me a good return on investment or whatever other people's projections or thoughts were about creativity, I was discouraged from even exploring it. So even if I was like drawn to creating a space, I it took years. For me, like I think I had lived in that condo for like I don't know, 9 years or something, and I would never go into that room. It was all set up for me to go in there, but I would not go into that room. It was the weirdest thing. Like, it was set up for me to be creating and doing all sorts of beautiful things in there, and I would not do it. Now, in my home, I have a creation room. This is where I do all of my teachings. This is where I coach. This is where I am literally just in the spirit. So much creativity, so much imagination, so much new thought and revelation happens in this space. And I just know it when I come in here. It's like, I've trained myself so much now that I know this room. If I sit in here, I have peace. I know if I create in here, it's not going to be stressful. Do you know what I mean? I know that I'm going to get revelation. Like I'm expectant of what's going to happen in here. And it's on the front of my house that like the light comes in the right way. I mean, it will scorch you in the afternoon, but (laughs) in the morning, it's like very calm and very quaint. And it's, Very, very positive for the development of my imagination. Often, we are trained to use our imagination only to produce, only to go to our job, only to get a certain outcome, but we're not trained to use our imagination to actually visualize or to meditate or to really allow ourselves to intentionally create our reality we're not taught to do that so my encouragement today is to have some sort of space if this can't be your house you know in different seasons of my life i would go to bookstores or i would go to different coffee shops or i would find a space and it would just be my creation room okay sometimes this was even back in the day in my car on a lunch break okay just to like reset my mind and like let some creativity start flowing again and having a journal in there like whatever you got to do you can do this anywhere okay but there's so so much value in having a dedicated space that you recognize where creativity happens i read a book back in the day and i still recommend this book it was called the artist way and there was two things in there that happened that were profound one there was something called the artist date and the idea was you would take one hour a week that you would block for you and it's just non-negotiable you time where you just do whatever your soul needs. And for me, I was like, yo, like people give themselves an hour a week? Like, what is that? Like, who has time for that? I don't even get it. Like, what's what's the point, right? And like, how am I gonna do that? I had so much anxiety just even thinking about that, right? Like I did not even know how to plug in an hour on my calendar for me, okay? And I was like, whoa, like this is going to be profound if I start doing this. And it's literally whatever you need. If it's like going to a movie by yourself or going to a bookstore, or like going to your favorite coffee shop or going for a walk or like going and swimming in the ocean, like whatever you need to do. It was this non-negotiable you time. And believe it or not, I would start finding things to do and to fill that time. Like I started to learn, I took a class on art journaling. I started, you know, exploring different things and getting more comfortable getting outside of my comfort zone, right? And just allowing myself to fill that space with whatever would fill my soul. And if I didn't know, I would just start exploring the things that could potentially fuel my soul. And in the beginning, if you don't know, that's how you find out. You have to step out to find out. You have to start exploring like, that seemed like a good idea, but I don't want to do that again. But at least now you know, (laughs) right? And it keeps you in this energy of the new in exploring versus just being safe, right? So the artist date was something that she wrote about. And then the other thing that she had to was called The Morning Pages. And the idea behind The Morning Pages is that you would literally just brain dump for three straight pages everything that is on your brain. You would just dump it out of your head, put it on paper, not to go back to read it, just to dump it and get it out of your head. And so what I realized from doing this consistently, which is the key here, is that I started to get annoyed at the story that I kept writing in these pages, right? Because again, while you're not going back and rereading what you're writing or, you know, assessing it at all. You're not doing that. You're literally just dumping it out. I still was present. It was teaching me how to be present. And so every day as I'm present and I'm writing through three pages in the beginning, this seems like a really long time, right? It doesn't take long, but it feels like it when you're not accustomed to it at all. And I was not, you know, a journaler, so this did not come easily. I had to like train myself to do it, right? So as I'm sitting down and I'm being present, I'm training myself to be present and I'm watching my hands right on the page and I'm seeing this story that I'm telling over and over and over again. I'm like, this is annoying. Like I'm actually tired of this story, like enough already, right? And it was just teaching me and encouraging me to tell a different story. Like if you're tired of living in this every day, you can change it. Okay, so these are two practices that kind of led to this space of the creation room, right? Now where I see the creation room as a space where I do create, where I'm intentional about what I'm creating in the world and partnering with God and what he wants to create in the world, right? I'm very intentional about that now, but that was something that once was totally inaccessible. So my encouragement is, When you actually just create a physical space of some kind and you name it, your creation room, this is a space where you get to think about what you're thinking about, where you get to reflect, where you get to use your imagination only for what you want. Only for what you want. It is so, so challenging because we are so, so trained to focus on everything that we don't want and everything that hasn't worked out yet. And why is it not working out? And why have I not moved on yet? And we just focus there. We use our imagination for things that are not progressive a majority of the time, okay? So I'm going to walk you through a process of what you can do in your creation room if you're anything like me and had zero clue where to start back in the day. This is something that I teach in the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can find more about that over at Courage Co. You can find that at julianapage.com. But essentially, this is a private community off social media. So you don't have to get inundated with messages and you know go down that rabbit hole. And everything is one place. So it's not like you have to like check your email and then get into this platform and then get into this group and then go do this thing. Like, no, it's all in one place. <laughs> And it's packed with a ton of value. And the God's Vibes Mastermind is a VIP mastermind full of coaching and trainings and coursework to really help you practically integrate these materials into your life. So I teach this process. I call it the DBA creation method. And this is something that I do in my creation room, okay? Okay. But before I break this down, I want to give you two scriptures if you're sitting in your soul on this thought that you're not creative. I'm just going to trump that right now. I'm going to give you this scripture. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I love this because not only is it verifying and affirming that we are God's handiwork and that he created us to do good works and that we don't have to go figure out what those are. We just seek the kingdom first. And he starts revealing things to us, right? (laughs) And he intentionally formed every part of us, okay? So we are a good work. So anytime you are tempted to beat yourself up, right, you've got to remind yourself that you wouldn't just beat up God's creation. And that includes yourself, right? Like we don't get our transformations and our greatest breakthroughs through bullying at all, okay? So... We are God's handiwork, all right? And then the other scripture I want to share says this. For by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Okay? So God is the creator. He used no pre-existing material to create the universe, to create space, to create time, to create everything that we know and are familiar with, even us, right? And God created us out of love and for the purpose of sharing love, right? And allowing us to be ambassadors for him, examples of what's possible with him, reflectors of his light and of his glory and of his goodness, right? So we are created by the creator himself, which therefore means that we are in fact creative. But the interesting thing is what are you spending a majority of your time creating? Often we don't even reflect on this. We don't even think about it. What are you creating with your thought life? What are you creating with your emotions that you're living in every day? What are you creating based upon what is stored up in your heart? Because whatever is stored up in your heart, it affects your perception and your energy and how you see and experience the world and how you participate in it. But we're not often trained to deal with our inner life at all. Okay? So the DBA process, the DBA creation method, I'm going to walk you through this, but I just want to reinforce the importance of having a space where you do use your imagination, your mind to imagine whatsoever is good, pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy, your dreams, your desires, whatever is good for your soul. Like... Creating space in your life to actually create with. Because the risk of not doing that means you just keep getting more of what is. You are never applying your mind for anything outside of your routine that you're so accustomed to. No wonder you don't feel creative. No wonder you're living really uninspired. You're not actively in a creation space creating anything, not intentionally anyway, because you're creating no matter what, whether you're intentional about it or not. But this is something that you can be fueled by. It can be something that inspires you. It can be something that really feeds your vision, your motivation. It can guide you in how you show up and in how you live your life. It's so, so beautiful and so incredibly powerful if you start doing this. Okay. The DVA process, the creation method here, there's three parts. So the first part is desire. Okay? And desire is being absolutely clear and specific about what you want, knowing exactly why you want it, and how much you want it. Okay? So when you are born again, right, you are given a new heart, which means the desires that are in there are from God. They're not bad, right? But we're trained to not want what we want for some reason or another, right? Like, don't do that, or you're not gonna make a living, you're not gonna make any money, do that. Don't do that, don't pursue that. You should go do this. If you don't do that, then this is gonna happen. So we're trained to doubt or to question or overlook what it is that we're actually designed to do, what we do actually desire to do, and we're trained to turn that all down And suppress that and repress that, which just comes out as anger and frustration and anxiety and so many other things, right? So rather than do that, because you've already seen that movie before, giving yourself space to just reflect on your desires, to really get absolutely clear and specific, not general. A lot of us are general because we don't do this work. Get clear and specific about what you want Why do you want that? Because maybe you don't actually want it and that's okay. Maybe like you think you want something because somebody told you you should want that, which is really confusing, but you've never evaluated it. Right? And then how much do you want it? A lot of times people say that they want something, but if you actually dug a little deeper, that's not true. They're actually not passionate about it. They don't have the desire that is strong enough to go out and create it because there is going to be a process between really recognizing and being clear and specific about what you desire and actually manifesting it or stepping fully into the fulfillment of a promise in your life. There's process in the middle of that, right? So if you have zero passion, you have zero you know, amounts of really, really wanting it, you got no juice. there's no way you're going to close that gap and receive the fulfillment of what it is that you desire, which is when it's easy to fall into lesser things or even counterfeit, right? Like, oh, well, you look close enough. well, this seems to have like most of the things But it's not really of God, right? And I don't actually desire this, but because I'm not willing to sit down and get really clear and specific about what I want, I'm going to settle instead because that's just easier. I don't want to use my brain. I don't want to reflect and get clear in my imagination and do that inner work because it's uncomfortable or I'm not familiar with it or I don't know how long it's going to take or whatever the thoughts are, right? But there's more at stake in not doing that There's a lot more suffering on the other side of ignoring your desire because they're still on the inside and they're going to gnaw at you. Okay? So D is for desire. (laughs) Be absolutely clear and specific about what you want. Know exactly why you want it and how much you want it. B is for belief. I do a practice called belief upping. (laughs) It's all about just increasing your level of belief and turning up your beliefs because often we turn down our belief. We start fearing, we start questioning, we start doubting, we start doing all the things, but it is not helping our belief. It's just putting it out. It's like putting a fire out, okay? So believe, you've got to believe. Once you know that you know that you know what your desire is, you've got to believe you can attain it own it and that you deserve it. Okay. So for example, you hear a phrase out in the world called imposter syndrome. All right. And a lot of times we all deal with this to some degree. There's not just like special humans and those that are not right. We all deal with this to some degree, but essentially it's, you're, you're put in a place that you're unfamiliar with and you're uncomfortable with. And although you can look and you can act and you can dress the part, It's not where you come from, and it's not familiar, so it doesn't feel like the right place for you, and you don't know how to stay there. You don't know how to get acclimated to that and to adjust and adapt to it. You just feel out of place. You feel like an imposter. Like, although, you know, I was given this job, although, like, I was given all of these benefits and this great benefit package, like, this doesn't feel right, like, I don't come from anything that would say that I should be here. And although, like, I've earned it somehow or I've been given this position, I now am going to sabotage it because it doesn't feel like I should be here. Does that make sense? So, it could also be, you know, in relationships, you know, you might get the guy, you might have this like really great experience, you might feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But then eventually, you'll start sabotaging it because you don't feel like you should have it, like you're worthy of it, like you deserve it, okay? Or even being a child of God, right? We are given an inheritance, but if we don't believe that we're a child of God, if we still don't believe that we're worthy, if we still have these emotional struggles of just feeling unworthy or abandoned or not good enough or whatever whatever it is that we're suffering with on the inside then we will sabotage it we won't access it we won't pursue it we won't do any of that work to attain it even though it is theirs it literally has our it, it is there it literally has our name on it we just refuse to access it okay because we feel like a fraud we feel like an imposter. so believing, is all about believing, one, that it's possible, believing that you can attain it, that you can own it, and that you actually also deserve it, okay? And then A is accept. You want to believe and live as if you already have that which you desire. And I know people say things like fake it till you make it or whatever, like even faith it till you make it get it. However, this actually requires a lot of you. And the idea behind this is if you know that it's inevitable, you've just got like a conviction about that, that it's just a matter of time. Like, you know that you know that you know that this sucker is happening, right? Like you will prepare, okay? Like if you know that you are going to be married, you will prepare for marriage. You'll learn what that covenant is about. You'll learn what's required of the role. (laughs) You will prepare because you're going to get ready, right? Because it doesn't get easier once you just have a title. Like there's things required of you to be in a marriage, right? So you'll prepare for that. Or let's say that you were booked to speak at some conference, right? You want to be like, oh, I hope that they, they find me on the internet or I hope that I get to go speak or... Hmm, what should I even talk about? No, no, no. Like if you are booked, like it's a done deal, you're gonna prepare your speech. You're gonna prepare your heart. You're gonna pray about what what's needed in that room, right? Like what does God wanna do in there? And you're gonna prepare for the speech and you're gonna practice it and you're gonna rehearse it. Like you are going to prepare. So you're gonna prepare your mind for it. You're gonna prepare yourself emotionally. You might even change your outfit and what you're wearing. Like you are going to, Believe and live as if you have what you desire, as if it's locked in, okay? And why this is important, it's not just a fake it until you make it. This is important because our normal way of thinking and being in the world is much less than that, okay? And the version of you that got you to where you are today is not going to be the version of you that takes you to that new place in the future, Okay, in fact, if you keep being the same version of you, you're just gonna see more of the same in your life. You won't see anything new. Okay, so number one, you've got to know what it is that you really desire and be vulnerable, right? Even get before God about this. Really, really, really get into the desire. What does it feel like? What will it allow you to experience? Be as specific as possible. Think carefully about what it is that you really want so that you can picture it. And as you do this, right, you might not sit down and do this the first time, but as you do it over and over, you'll get a clearer image in your mind, right? And we have vision, right? So when we get the vision and make it plain, it's just a matter of time before that promise is fulfilled, right? And part of desire is intention, True desire is there when you have 100% of your energy engaged in what you desire. So think about something you say you want. What is driving you? How much passion do you actually have for that? Clarify exactly what it is that you want. Understand why you want it. Figure out what blocks are in the way of getting it and plan. Create a plan. This is why working with a coach is so wonderful, but create a plan to help you overcome any of those blocks. And if you are struggling to even get clear and specific about what you desire, I recommend having a creation room even with your coach. Hire a coach and create this space in your life, this non-negotiable you time where you show up and work with you. And if you are not good at drawing that stuff out of you, the right coach is able to do that. Okay, and it can be so liberating for you. Number two, your belief, right? You can never have something if you believe you're not capable of having it or that you don't deserve it. You cut it off immediately when you do that. It's not effective enough to merely desire something. You must believe you can embody it and experience it for real. OK, so one of the things that I've loved doing, even since just being a little girl, I've loved going into homes as they're building them. OK, I'm like, oh, like this is going to be this room and there's going to be a fireplace here and this space is going to have an elevator and it's going to look like this and just letting my creativity go. Right. And just thinking about like, oh, like when I have a house, I'm going to do this. Right. And just letting it go just for the mere enjoyment of it. Right, Just experiencing what it would be like to own a space like that and how I would design it and how fun that would feel and just experiencing that for no other reason than putting it into my realm of experience and access. Because if you can embody it and experience it, you can access it. Okay, So you really want to think about it similar to that. If you believe you don't deserve something, challenge that belief. Where did that belief come from and how real is it? You can have what you desire. You just have to believe that you can and that you deserve it. And then number three, accept. This is really about being. Being it. Believe and live as if you already have that which you desire. Okay? So, you know, when people are dressing up for holidays, right? they put on a costume, they put on this entire getup, right? And then they go out and they act like they're that role. You can do that to some degree, but you want to be practicing that more and more and more so it becomes more and more accessible to you, okay? So when you think about your future self, right? What does she or he already know that you don't know? How is she thinking? How is she showing up in the world? Because she's already accessed this territory. She's already taken dominion. She's already possessed the blessing, whatever it is, right? What does she know that you don't? What What wisdom can you glean from that person, from that version, right? Or there might even be people in your world that are close to what it is that you desire, and you can expose yourself to that. Like, I like going to different, I'd always wanted to go to different hotels and experience their spa and their pool and all of this because I wanted it to be a part of my lifestyle. I didn't want to just say, well, I'm really bad at taking care of myself and nurturing myself or spending time alone or whatever that is. I just want to be able to treat myself to luxurious experiences. So in the very beginning, I started figuring out where those places were and like even just going in their lobbies and hanging out for a bit and just seeing what it's like in that space and who shows up in that space and what are they doing in that space, just exposing myself to it. So there's ways that you can do this that can be fun, but you want to be it and believe it and live as if you already have that which you desire. Okay. And then once you accept that you already have received what you created in your mind, the process is really complete. Like when you know that you know that you know, it's just inevitable. You show up, you prepare, it's happening, it's done. Right. And you live like that. You think like that, you speak like that, you behave like that. Right. There's a big difference between, you know, like being in high school or being in college. Right? There was a process to get you to that next level. And it's very true here too. With every new desire, there's a process and a being required to access it. Okay? The version of you that you've been being cannot access that new desire. All right? So, homework on this, self work on this, pick a goal that you desire but have not yet achieved. And look at the three parts of this DBA creation method that I shared with you to see which step you're really not utilizing. Then make any modifications to create what you desire. Now, like I said, if you don't have a physical creation room in your home, you can get creative around what this is. Just a space for you. So I mentioned this was my car at one point. I would use the notes on my phone. And I would just go through this or I would grab a journal and I would go to a park and I would just sit out there, but I would find space that was the creation room. This is my space. and I'm just going to utilize this space to create and use my imagination right now only for what it is that I truly desire, that I do want, that's going to be good for me and feed my soul. Imagine if you had more space in your life for this, how the quality of your life would change who you might be in your life would change the amount of fulfillment and meaning you experience would change the different levels of blessings and promises fulfilled you could access this can radically change your life but you have to be sold on the value of your mind and using your imagination for good not just for the mundane not just for the mediocre Not just flooding your mind and dulling your mind with information that is not serving you and giving you zero return on your investment, but deciding to actually use your mind like the creator to create. It is literally that powerful. And when you can see that you can set your mind and you can keep it set and you can see a thing and declare a thing and establish a thing, Right, Nothing shall be impossible for you, especially if you're meeting with a creator in your creative room. (laughs) You can create with him. You can co-labor with him. You can partner with him to bring the desires that he's placed in your heart to pass. And it can be the most fun adventure of your life to constantly be on this journey of seeking him and watching him give you the desires of your heart in the perfect way and in the perfect time. When the time is right, I, the Lord, shall make it happen. Right? And it's so much more fun when it's like a treasure hunt and you're just exploring. and You actually have a safe space to do that in your life. So again, if it can't be a physical space or place, you can create space in your life to do this work. If that's 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, if you've got to start with five minutes a day. You can have a note dedicated just to creating, you could have a spiral dedicated to that. Create space. Do not limit your mind to what is and just to your circumstances. There's so much more that you are here for. You are way more creative and empowered than just that. So my encouragement to you is to go to your room. Now, (laughs) go to your creation room, and get busy creating less of what you don't want, more of what you do. Only the things that are welcome in your world are what you're gonna focus on when you're in the creation room. The more time you spend doing this, the more your world will change for the better. All right, everybody, if you want to apply this even further, if you need a guide on the side as you do your inner work, Make sure that you visit julianapage.com. You can explore more under the Work With Me tab. There's also a lot of free tools that you can access as well over in Courage Co. And you can register for that for free, which you'll find out about also under the Work With Me tab. Until next time, everybody, stay blessed.